Good morning. Welcome to Pay It Forward's podcast, Help Yourself by Helping Others. Today's topic is indoor fish farming in the USA. You may wonder why Pay It Forward is discussing such a topic, and it's because of our goals and our mission to provide sustainability solutions, uh, increase health and well-being in our listeners and the world, and we are committed to healthy, safe, and fresh fish farmed in the USA. So we would like to discuss this topic so everyone can learn more about something they may not be aware of, but there is actually fish farmed indoors. And we're gonna talk about that today. Again, my name is Sherry and I am joined by Alan and Mitchell who will help us uh, discuss this topic. Uh, we're gonna turn now to slide one, uh, the second slide of our presentation. And this is why produce fish in the USA. Alan, can you tell us about the, some of the statistics about the type of fish that people in the United States are eating? Sure, um, basically uh, I've lived in this country for many years um, and I watch um, the fish industry. It used to be, you can get fish very easily uh, because I live in the California, so off the coast, the uh, variety of fishermen back like 20, 30, 40 years ago, but uh, all those are like um, gone. You don't find anybody fishing off the coast in here anymore because there are more jobs available and so forth. So unfortunately, we are depending on imported fish. So basically, if you want fish or shrimp or scallop or whatever, most of them are imported. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. The only difference is when your fish is imported, there are no regulation. So if you buy fish from a country that have no regulations, so you don't know what they put in the fish or feed the fish or process the fish. And also the variety is severely limited, uh, limited uh, because you're just at the mercy of whichever country is farming. Um, so according to statistics, uh, maybe 10, 20% are from the US, the rest is imported. Um, so in order to uh, have a balanced diet, I think the uh, Red Cross or, or, some, or most of the nonprofit, medical of nonprofit, they recommend that especially growing kids have a certain servings of fish or seafood because it has certain um, important nutrient or um, whatever vitamins or minerals that on, only uh, fresh seafood from the ocean or water can provide. Yes, we'll talk about the benefits of eating fish a little later in the presentation. Um, but for now, we're asking why produce in the U.S. Uh, yeah. Mitchell, what are some other reasons that we should produce fish in the U.S.? You know, you know going back to just, you know, catching fish in the wild um, to where now this is the we're living the consequences of pollution not just trash, the chemicals, over farming has now affected the fish that you can go to your regular local pond or lake or river, and it's not suitable to eat. 
Um, on top of that, it's not sustainable to grow fish wild in rivers and outdoors as you're going to do more harm to the environment. Um, so the indoor fish farming gives an opportunity to control the environment and uh, what you produce in it. That makes a lot of sense. So we're going to move on to our next slide. Uh, but just to recap this one, uh, as Alan mentioned, you know, U.S. fish sourcing has fallen drastically. 90% is now imported. And uh, it is our belief that producing fish in the U.S. will provide better tasting fish. It will help with our food diet. And as Mitchell said, wild caught fishing is not sustainable. Um, and U.S. Uh, based fish production will also increase jobs and other things. So our next slide, we are going to explain what indoor fish farming actually is. Um, Alan, can you begin our discussion of what an indoor fish farm sure. is? Sure. I think uh, one of the techniques to do the indoor farming is called recirculating aquaculture uh, system. So uh, the benefit about this uh, is you can manage it using computer, using filters, and all the advanced techniques. You can also monitor the fish. You can adjust the speed where the water current is flowing. How often do you put oxygen in and variety of things that will improve drastically the quality of the fish that we'll be eating later on. Also, this will keep uh, pollution to, to a very low level because you can manage the waste by filtering. You can actually use the fish waste for fertilizer. Mm. So most other fish, unfortunately, in other parts of the world is not using the recirculating system. For example, the most uh, or, or the salmon um, farming that we buy from the store, those are not recirculating. Basically, they just set up a net outside a certain coastal area, for example, in Europe or uh, South America or, or Canada. And then they just put the baby fish in the net and let the fish grow while feeding them uh, other things. But the problem with that is it's not recirculating. You are just polluting the coast. So as time go on, like one year, two year, five year, 10 year, then that area will be highly polluted because of the waste will never be recirculated. Wow, that sounds interesting. Yes, it sounds like an RAS or recirculating aquaculture system is kind of a closed circuit. So you are able to manage those things. So I'll move on to our next slide uh, where we continue to discuss RAS and Mitchell will tell us uh, some of the benefits of using an RAS system. Yeah, and to piggyback off the last slide a little bit and what you said before about this creating jobs, it's gonna create good jobs because of the type of technology that we're trying to use. Um, not only is it an efficiency, but people, you know, it, it's running computers, it's using equipment. Um, people should be engaged and proud of what they're doing. Um, along with that, it is it is a way to do it efficiently, like I said, where you can reduce water and energy usage. Um, you're making the land usage efficient because there are in tanks. 
and there's different tube systems you can have so fish can travel back and forth. We really modernize the whole industry using technology um, so that we can order the scale. Um, I think the reduction in the wastewater is very important as that's the main reason the environment gets polluted. They don't know how to, how to monitor and manage the waste. Um, and, and it also, you know, it gives you that control from the weather being indoors. Um, right. Yeah, it gives us consistency. Um, that way we can ensure that the fish have the nutrients and the proper growth that we expect. Right. And I think, Alan, you had talked about, um, you know, monitoring and um, I guess using, we would use the word biosecurity, um, you know, with an indoor RAS system, you are able to monitor the fish closely um, and that helps with disease prevention and other things. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Like uh, a few days ago, I was playing or learn about Raspberry Pi. It's a very low cost, tiny computer. So actually we can probably do something like that to maybe have hundreds of them throughout the plant, the RAS system have various functions and we can connect it to cameras, we can connect to valves, we can connect to water speed control. Uh, and actually, like Mitch was saying, this is creating high technology jobs. Mm-hmm. Because traditionally farming like uh, in third world country is backbreaking. You have to go do something and then you know, if it rains or a storm, then you have no, you cannot do anything. And you cannot manage nature. With this one, you can manage closely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it sounds like there are uh, a lot of benefits uh, to an indoor system. We'll switch to our next slide and we'll talk about, as Alan, you know, alluded to at the beginning, um, fish is an important part of uh, our diet and it's considered a brain food, helpful for your heart. Um, What are some of the health benefits um, besides that overview I just mentioned, uh, Mitchell? Um, Just a quick overview. Like you said, it it helps with heart health, brain health, joint health, um, your eye and skin. Um, And if you're pregnant or if a child's developing, you know, it helps with that along too. It's It's a very important um, which is the omega-3 fatty acids to human development. And if you look at some of the test scores in math around the world or the you know, longevity of people's lifespan, it's affected by who eats more fish and who doesn't. Um, mm. So I think as an American, why we're doing this here, um, that it needs to become more of a staple in our daily diet if we want to improve um, our education levels and just social well-being, including our health. Right. Alan, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to mention, you know, we just had a, a podcast on Alzheimer's. Um, and this could be, you know, a real benefit to people mm-hmm. with memory loss and, and other brain function. But go ahead, Alan. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, you, I think they did a study on who lives the longest around the world. And like Mitchell was saying, any coastal area where people consume more fish, generally live a longer and more uh, fruitful life, at least, especially towards the later years. Like Okinawa, which is part of Japan, I think people consume a lot more fish than anybody else because they have just abundance of fish being an island. And I think they 
the average lifespan over there is much higher than the U.S. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so just a quick overview of these bu uh, bullet points. Um, you know, as Americans, we eat less seafood than is recommended. Um, it can, sh can and should be part of a healthy diet to keep your brain uh, sharp and for um, impacting your daily life. And uh, it, the American Medical Association recommends a minimum of two 3.5 ounce servings of fish. We're nowhere near that. <laughs> so we are deficient in that regard. So we really uh, should increase our uh, intake of food, of fish. And I think the next slide also talks about some of these guidelines. Um, Alan, if you want to take a look at that slide and just give us an overview. Sure. Yeah, basically, um, the guideline uh, from the USDA is at least uh, eight ounces of fish or shellfish per week. But unfortunately, around um, uh, most cities in the US, you, the only way you can buy seafood is from Walmart or Safeway. And most of them, they don't stock enough to provide uh, the eight ounces per week, or at least uh, for everybody. And also, if you go to the exotic fish, then those are very expensive and ordinary people probably cannot afford it. Uh, so what uh, our mission with Pay Forward is if there's a way we can create a movement and get USA uh, RAS fish off the ground, then we can probably offer a different distribution channel. That means uh, our USA part, uh, fish partners, instead of selling to Costco or Safeway, now Pay Forward can organize uh, to do like um, um, like institutional sales. For example, we can sell to the U.S. Navy. We can sell, you know, in bulk by pallets to school systems, to nursing homes, or business. You know, where they have cafeterias, or maybe for the employees. So we can ship them a pallet and then they can distribute to the employees. So this way we'll make it more affordable. We guarantee that it's made in the USA, no antibiotics, no chemical, no, no, none of those. And then we'll be healthy. And then we have ways to monitor and then we can audit uh, the water, you know, the waste, the quality of the fish, and then the nutrients and how omega-3 and all, all those with our lab. Right. I jumped ahead just because you had touched on some of this and we'll come back to it. But uh, yes, institutional sales is a, a, a great idea. So and it's as the previous slide was showing, Americans tend to eat a certain um, type of fish more um, often, like shrimp and salmon, because uh, they're we don't really have a lot of choice. So, and we fall short on the, we underconsume seafood and fish. So USA fish can make a big impact. Is that right, Mitchell? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because if you think about it, what it is to underconsume is meaning you're not getting enough of something. So mm -hmm. sometimes where we don't eat enough fish or enough protein or enough whatever, we'll keep eating something else. 
and this has become part of the American diet. We're, we're feeding ourselves a lot of empty calories because we're deficient of what our body's really asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could potentially fix a large problem in people's diet when they're getting enough fish and then respond, their body will respond appropriately. Right. Excellent point. All right. I'm going to move on to the next slide. And this was um, a recent uh, development of the last uh, administration. Um, Mitchell, do you want to take this one? Because I think you had found uh, this um, uh, law that went into effect. It it just shows that, you know, we're not the only people that recognize this issue. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a growing problem, not just for this country, but around the world as fish is very important to the human species and um, its scalability has been threatened and the quality is eroding, even in the wild. Um, so, you know, the the White House and the, and the government, they, they put something so people can think about what can we, what can be done. Um, and I think we already had this idea in the meantime, but hopefully we can get other tracks and move along um, so we can actually work on solving the problem, which seems to be, you know, to make it safe and sustainable, the indoor fishing is ideal. Um, it checks all the boxes. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, executive order is on promoting American seafood competitiveness and economic growth. So it's talking about being more competitive in the seafood industry as Americans, jobs, and putting safe and healthy food on American tables. So. Uh, it is in the forefront of what needs to be done. And we actually have been discussing this before this executive order uh, came to be. So uh, hopefully this will mean that we will get more support in our efforts uh, to bring it to fruition. So I'm going to go ahead. Supports us knowing that they have the support of the government as well. Exactly. Okay, I will move on to our next screen, and this talks about how our listeners um, uh, can um, get involved and what it means to support Pay It Forward uh, in this effort to create uh, land-based fish farms. What will the benefits be, Um, Alan, if you could summarize those? Sure, yeah, basically... Uh, if we don't do anything, uh, we cannot rely on ordinary industry. Uh, so we can just wait and wait, and probably you'll be getting worse and worse with probably less and less USA uh, fish. So hopefully uh, our listeners can see this and then support us if we can grow a lot of members in Pay Forward and also get the word out then we can create a lot of interesting uh, future-proof USA jobs, you know, that are in the seafood industry. And we can obviously increase the production sustainably indoor, because indoor, we just build buildings and then we can put more tanks and we have more fish and then we can manage them. Another byproduct of the fish farming indoor is the waste, actually, if we can manage it properly instead of polluting uh, the sewer system, you can actually use it to grow uh, vegetable because yes. it's very rich in uh, fertilizer. So we can probably get a side benefit that we have uh, vegetable, which again, Americans probably or anybody in the world 
can benefit by eating uh, more vegetable. And now we have fresh vegetable that can be grown side by side with the RAS fish system. Yes, and we've seen that in person. Um, we were fortunate enough uh, to visit a farm in Vero Beach, Florida. And uh, in addition to the tanks uh, with the fish, they had a whole aquaponics system and were able to grow uh, vegetables um, from the waste uh, of the uh, fish. Uh, it was fascinating and um, yeah, they actually had a little uh, store uh, to sell their goods to the local community. It was on a very small scale, but it, um, it was definitely an inspirational tour. Yeah, so we pay forward. All we need is to collect enough uh, um, members and then try to contact institutions and then we can all work together. Then we get a uh, PO or contract for so many tons of fish, then we can start uh, following the Vero Beach Florida model, except yeah. we'll be much bigger. Right. And then everybody will benefit. Right. And I think uh, as I move to the next slide, um, we also uh, always want to make an impact uh, and it would make an impact uh, just if we can increase uh, safe food fish production and get more Americans eating fish. But Mitchell, uh, there are other benefits as well uh, for institutions, correct? Yeah, definitely. You know, starting with school systems, you know, you, you always think that we want to give our kids the healthiest diet as a developing. Um, even as a nation or as a globe, everyone wants to take care of their kids. So making sure they get the right nutrients, making sure they get the right fish rolls and they have a meal that they enjoy eating, we can participate in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if this idea works out completely and we can bid on those contracts for school districts and things like that, and you can measure the impact. But, you know, you talked about Alzheimer's disease with assistant living memory care units, yeah, the the change in diet even those facilities may even be able to help people you know see improvements while they're there. Absolutely. Um, and then you have you know other places where they have cafeterias or buy foods in bulk. Um, I think we can serve those type of communities better where you have the veteran homes and homeless shelters and food pantries, um, and we're able to like distribute and scale um, to the people that need it. Yes. Uh, and yes, and I think all of us can agree, you know, the bigger impact we can make, the better. And that's why we would encourage people to um, support uh, pay it forwards efforts uh, with the um, indoor fish farming. And I'm going to switch to our next page, which uh, shows uh, how you can go and support pay it forward and U.S. fish farming. Alan, can you uh, let people know how they can become involved? Sure. The easiest way is to join our Patreon uh, under Pay It Forward. And all you need is follow the link on the first line. Then uh, it will direct you to a Patreon. And for this, all we're asking is $5 or, or if you can afford more, we'll appreciate it. This will help us spread the word. And hopefully we might lead into some kind of contract with some big institution and then uh, we can probably recruit uh, operators uh, for machineries and so forth, so we can get fish started. Mm -hmm. 
And you can also check our social media. We'll have various fundraisers and social events to bring awareness and help raise money for the idea. Um, so if you follow us anywhere you can. And, um, Absolutely. We would appreciate any and all support, even if it means, yes, just following us on social media. But of course, we would also love your financial support as well. Uh, Mitchell and Alan, do you have anything else to add in closing? Uh, one more thing I want to add is because um, if we have a huge community and pay it forward, especially if they're interested in the U.S. fish, then we can probably solicit other ideas in addition to idea coming from uh, the three of us. Mm -hmm. But also, I would like more recipes because right now the type of fish that you can buy at the restaurant or local or cook at home is very limited. Is whatever is handed down from our grandfathers, grandmother. But around the world, I'm sure there are a lot of interesting recipes. Maybe different way to cook it, different way spices, or you know, however do it. Then we can do it at scale. So imagine, like, uh, if you go to a high school and they actually look forward to a fish day. See, right now they are not looking forward to any kind of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then cool. <laughs> they announced that uh, you'll be serving, you know, Thursday or uh, whatever new recipe, and it's USA Fish Tasty then everybody is so excited for Thursday. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And actually, um, if you do have a recipe, you can go to the usafish.com website and we actually have a tab called recipes and there is a place for you to submit your recipe and we would love to see it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And then on the other side to finish up, we talk about job opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have something that's consistent and high quality, I think that it could scale internationally, you know, to where at some point we could be exporting fish around the world, which would only increase more jobs for the United States. Um, so that's also a big benefit as well. Absolutely. Or, or we can export uh, the infrastructure because it requires a lot of computers, a lot of sensors, monitor, cameras, and software. Mm -hmm. So we can license. Uh, or pay forward can license the technology to anybody around the world and we help the citizens in that country too. Yeah. Uh, yes. And hopefully that's taking care of some nature too. You know, we'll leave no fish alone. You know, they can heal. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I guess then we will conclude our podcast today on U.S. fish farming. And again, we would love your support. Uh, and to move this project forward. And we will be discussing this topic again going forward. But until next time, keep paying it forward. Bye-bye.